Welcome to the Pulse of the Heartland podcast, the podcast where no topic is off limits. Now welcome the boys of the Heartland, Bryant, Ryan, Clark, Joey, and Trent. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to I, would say, I guess our morning. Yeah, I guess we'll be, we're doing morning editions of Pulse the Heartland now. I would say this, this was a definitely far from my choice. I, I was in bed about ten minutes ago, so. <laughs> <laughs> so I I like how on our on our main pod we're like, yeah, we're taking a hiatus, and this is the most busy week we've we've done since we started this thing. I, I was thinking that exact same thing too, but I was just like, you know, we talked about if we're gonna do, if we're gonna do and be real about doing college sports when something like fucking this happens out of fucking nowhere, we got we got to make some room for it. So, and I was yeah. being a little lazy on Thursday night, so I I guess we do it on Saturday mornings now. This, this is this is thirty, and I don't like it one bit. So. <laughs> I would say so. And again, th- you know, thanks to you guys that are watching this live or will be listening to it later. But I would say, again, we're going to be doing a little bit more of these smaller pods with smaller subjects. You know, this one, this one's kind of a big one, though, with, you know, not only just college football, but we got two, you know, big powers that are, that are shifting to a, to a different conference here. So um, I would say, Joey, do you want to, uh, I would say, you want to give the people the socials while I get everything set up here? Yeah, as you can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at Heartland Pulse, and then Facebook and YouTube. Uh, just search Pulse of the Heartland. We should be live on those right now. Um, and moving forward, uh, probably live on both those. So, yeah, Boom. just search Pulse and of the look, Heartland. Look, look at that at the bottom there, Joey. I just took away your job as well. We got the socials fucking – like we look like ESPN in this thing now. Oh, dang, dude. Oh, fuck, yeah. 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 <laughs> Brian hosts, and we get all these, like – Fancy guy. Oh yeah, I, I would say it crashes his computer. Be... It takes some power to get on, but everything else. Is... Yeah, well, once I do it, and and, and w- hopefully nothing crashes in the meantime, <sighs> we should be good though. But no, again, thanks to everyone you know that might be watching live, and appreciate you all that will uh, be listening to it later. Then, but uh, I'm assuming everyone else is having uh, Mountain Dew or OJ or this morning, like I am, or, or Joy. You actually, uh, you have a bush light or something over there. No, I just got a uh, one of those sparkling ice waters. I mean, do I have alcohol, alcohol running through my veins? Probably. Uh, <laughs> had a few drinks last night, but uh, nothing fresh this morning. I will say we went to kind of a bougie date night last night, and uh, I had a cucumber ginger martini. And I had two of them. They were fucking fire, man. Oh, so good. Yeah, I was full Katrina, pinky out, you know, filtered water. You can say, do you have the reverse osmosis water going, though? That's when we <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, no, I will at some point, though. <laughs> yeah, well, and I mean, Joey, I mean, I'm, and you know this as well. I mean, cucumber is just a pickle before it's a pickle. So, I mean, yeah, I love that. Yep. We had pickled uh, carrots and uh, cauliflower. With charcuterie board. Yeah. Well, charcuterie board. All kinds of fucking fancy last night. Well, hell yeah. Ryan, you do anything fancy or are you a simpleton like me? Get a little Taco Bell last night. Um, What did I do last night? Oh, I, I had Dairy Queen last night. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not fancy. Oh, yeah. 
Well, I would say Dairy Queen's about as fancy as you need to be on a Friday night, in my opinion. That's, but that's exactly right. But, Not the, uh, fancy like Applebee's on a date no. night. <laughs> well, actually, speaking <laughs> of college football, we can kind of just jump in since we heard that 10,000 fucking times during the right. uh, season here. But I would say I, I figured, because I wasn't sure, I apologize, Ryan, I only got Iowa and Iowa State news quickly. If there's anything else, you throw it in there. But I figured no, yeah. I'd always, since he was a kind enough to join me for sure was uh iowa landed that uh do you see that five-star uh caden proctor that they landed i sure did um he's out of southeast polk he's six seven three thirty uh mm-hmm. highest rated recruit that iowa's ever gotten uh not, not just in the kirk france era but ever yeah yeah pretty pumped about that i know i was done really well with you know uh developing tackles and allen on the offensive line so mm-hmm. um we'll see it's a big deal for the Hawks to land someone like that and then also see if he turns out. I think Tristan Wirfs is kind of standard now, so we'll see if he turns out that good. <laughs> it, it is funny you bring up Tristan Wirfs. Have you, I would say I, my computer is, is so damn slow I won't be able to pull it up, but have you seen <laughs> the photo of those two together? He, he's bigger than him. No, not yet. Let me uh, pull that up. Yeah, I mean, you can just look up Caden Proctor, you know, Tristan Wirfs. He's a couple inches taller. You, you can tell Wirfs has been in the – obviously, he's gone through the Iowa weight program. He's a little slimmer. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he, it, the, the kid's just, just a mirror – just a mirror image of the guy. Right. So, yeah, no, he uh, no. looks stacked, really. So, I like that. Here, I'll share my screen real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's a big dude. Uh, I think he's definitely got a uh, college football body. So we'll see what happens, man. Okay, so real quick, Joe, I apologize. How do we? Uh... There yeah. we go. Yeah, we'll share that. There we go. I would say you can tell. I mean, honestly, when I first looked at it, I had to figure out which one was Worfs and which one was um, was Proctor. So that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. That guy <laughs> that you're getting that guy early. As well as our kind of hometown favorite, but I mean that Aaron Graves. I mean they've been doing um, amazing ever since the uh, well, ever all the all issues the last couple of years with them. They're still doing a very good job with get, getting those types of linemen in, which I think college football. And we'll kind of get to it a little bit later. And because a lot of these moves, th- this isn't about getting to college and getting an education. Now I think this is more what is going to set, <coughs> excuse me, set up me and my family. Best for not only success for but a potential you know shot at the NFL as well. Yeah, did anyone hear what his uh, NFL deal from back pocket is? I just want to know <laughs> from back pocket that is, if exactly. that's a big money maker in town. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. He did say he right, did wait, wait, what's the uh, what's the other one that oh, big growth was the one from Solon. That, Okay, now if, if you had told me Big Grove offered him, you know, a couple commas, I would have that would have made sense. They've been expanding like fucking crazy. So, mm-hmm. and Kading uh, is a partial owner with that. So, yeah, you know, good, good, good on him. I actually did not know that. So now I'm, yeah. I'm learning something new hosting my own damn pod here. But uh, so against he he did say he so was he, offered some nil deals, but like it was like quarter million, half a million. I think he even said a million from these other. Larger because he basically got offered from everyone in the country, so it's it, mm-hmm. it's I I think that's like we we're saying setting him up for being able to you know get to the NFL if you if you're a lineman why and you live in Iowa why the fuck do you go anywhere else? Yeah, I mean he goes there for love of the game and isn't chasing the money like all those other idiots. Iowa playing for free, <laughs> just doing his thing. No one's gonna pay him. Good for him. Yeah. 
Okay. Okay. I'm yeah. I'm I'm sure no one's paying this kid. He won't have any endorsement deal. <laughs> exactly. I, I know Lindbaum. What did he say? He got like forty or fifty thousand by, and that was when yeah. this was before it fucking exploded. So if he can make donated it right to the children's hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So as long as he's got, I'm sure his family is more, more and again that size. I think you're more than willing to know in three years you're, you're gonna have a son that has a very good shot at getting to the NFL. So, mm-hmm. so pulse of the heartland is starting the, you know, the shot put dance most important move in Iowa football is the wave. As long as you can do that, you can come play. Oh my God. I'm, we're going to fucking move on with that because it <laughs> was nice with, with starting with Iowa. Go Hawks. The, Go Hawks. The, the tradition of not tradition. So, and hopefully I can share my screen here and, and get a little bit better. I was like, the big news out of Iowa State, no. The only thing that I knew that was really coming along, and I drove by yesterday, it looks fucking awesome, um, is the pedestrian bridge that's coming in. So I'm going to try mm-hmm. and uh, share the screen here real quick because they finally got the walkway. Um, they finally got the walkway co- that is coming in. And, again, from the photos that you've seen on how it's going to light up, it's going to avoid having the uh, drunks in the uh, – um, in, in the window all the way. I mean, it, it's going to be, uh, it's going to look pretty damn good here. So let me see. I'm going to mm-hmm. start sharing it here. All right. Get from there. Sure. Well, I see a black screen. Yep. So there it I is. Was, there we go. Sorry. Hey, get, get my computer some time. It, it, it's uh, it's like me, you know, it, it's like a dungeon to take a little bit of time to start. But no, I'm saying you can you can finally see that they they've had the two towers up around um, for for a little while. They finally got that walkway coming in. I mean, again, way I guess for drunks not to cross the street, make it more appealing. Because again, this is a this is a little bit more of a business now than just looking nice for college football. You you got to attract these kids. Why do they want to mm-hmm. come here? You have nice facilities like this. They've cleared out and they have a new courtway and, and brand you know brand new facilities on the north side of the building. It's I mean, they were comparing that to 12 years ago when I was in the in the uh, in the lots drinking a bush light, watching the game from the big screen because that was the big addition. They hadn't closed off the horseshoe. That uh, I would say we we've seen a lot of uh, we've seen a lot of improvements. That's for sure. Nice. Well, bully for you. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> bully for me. What are you? You've been watching too much of the boys. You got that that English. Uh, that English accent there. So, but like exactly. I said, yeah, I mean, there wasn't really much going on with, with Iowa State. We didn't have a five-star lineman commit to us, so I got to talk about our bridge every once in a while. <laughs> I mean, have have you ever? And is there ever anything going on with Iowa State? Just saying. Hey, we had a Fiesta Bowl a couple of years ago. Come on. <laughs> I know it's July second, but I want to get this uh, college football podcast started off on the right foot. Go Hawkeyes! Well, then, well, then let let's go into it. So. Out of fucking nowhere, and I was so busy at work, I couldn't even react to it. But uh, USC and UCLA decided to go to the Big Ten. I mean, Joe, you're residential Big Ten expert and lover. What uh, what are your initial thoughts? Uh, I hate it. Um, I hate it. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about the traditions. I don't care about the fucking. I don't know. the 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 market doesn't matter to me. Like it, it's just geographically stupid. I hate it so yeah. much. Like. Just disband all the conferences and just make four fucking regions, and then everyone can schedule everybody at this point. Like, there's no yeah. reason why you should go from New Jersey to LA for any sporting event, and now they're going to have to do it multiple times a year for every fucking sport. Stupid. Yeah, I, I, I just it's atrocious to me. 
we're just going to get into players sitting out like they do in professional sports because it's too much of a trip or blah, blah, blah. They're just, you know, their bodies are taking too big of a toll. It's yeah. dumb. I, I've hated it. I, I don't know. I, I've always hated it since, uh, like, uh, they talked about Cal State Fullerton joining the Big Ten in wrestling. Like, just, just don't do it. Wow. It's dumb. Yeah. So, anyway. Mm. Yeah, I don't like it. Uh, I don't even care about the traditions. Uh, USC, cool. Bring them over. UCLA doesn't fucking matter to me in football whatsoever. They never have. Um, mm. I know they're going to be good for the basketball part, but they really haven't been relevant the last few years anyway. So, that doesn't yeah. matter to me either. So I just I really very, very much dislike it. I I would say I kind of agree. I think uh, I mean, and we've seen this unfortunately for a few years coming. You're going to lose those traditions because you have, you know, a, a, like a lot of um, articles I read is uh, as these these teams from the from the Pac-12 go. We got soonered. We got horned because in the middle of the fucking night it was like, um, oh god, who's the owner that that took the Browns from Baltimore? over to Cleveland, or I'm sorry, they took the Colts from Baltimore over to Indianapolis on the overnight mm-hmm. and didn't tell anyone. They le- literally left in the middle of the night. This is this is the exact same thing. And, mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about travel. I was hearing yesterday, and I put in the notes, a trip from Los Angeles to Piscataway. That's going to be your, your longest uh, – that's going to be your longest drive. That's going to be a 40-hour drive for these equipment managers that have to drive uh, – that have to drive the equipment – the, the uh, truck and trailer all the way across the country um i believe i heard some stats nebraska to los angeles is farther than anywhere in the big 12 right now you have to travel and we got you know west virginia out in timbuktu and you going all the way down to lubbock that's a shorter distance and uh rutgers is currently closer to iceland than it is los angeles so yeah i mean i can i can get why and, and understandably you know Hey, hey! Instead of a, you know, instead of driving out to Lincoln, Nebraska, oh, you have to take a trip out to, you know, Los Angeles to play UCLA in the middle of, you know, November or August, whatever it is. Like, like I said, it just you're kind of losing. Big Ten is supposed to be, you know, ground and pound Midwest, and now it's, I get it. It's for money. It's for survival. It's you and the SEC right now that are that are kind of tit for tat, and it just kind of, I don't know. I I think it's ruining college athletics as well. Ryan, what do you think? Um, yeah, I think this. I think this is just a dumb move. Um, I don't. I don't see the advantage for these California teams joining. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, they're they're not going to compete against an Ohio State. Um, you know, they're they already can't compete in the Pac-12. To be honest, it doesn't seem like. So yeah, I just I just don't see any advantage to these guys moving over to the Big Ten, and, and they're not going to win recruiting battles. I mean. Maybe someone that's going to Iowa or Rutgers or something would rather spend their time in California, you know, a little bit better weather. But I just, I don't know. I don't see any advantage to, to these teams doing this other than maybe a better TV deal or something. Yeah, that, that's got to be the whole thing is the TV deal. I mean, Big Ten Network, I mean, regardless of what we could say about geography and shit, I mean, it is the best TV deal that there is out there. I mean, the schools make a shit ton of money from that. Um I mean that that's the only reason why they would want to join this. And now it's, you're about otherwise to I agree. Los right. Yeah. And I mean I don't know. Just just give them fucking Lincoln, Nebraska, tell them to make a pack thirteen and just go from there. Like, I don't know. <laughs> you get you get Nebraska, Jesus. Here's our counter offer. You get Nebraska. <laughs> Lincoln, you get a play in Lincoln every year. There you go. Mm-hmm. But no, I uh 
I, I think that is unfortunately Fox and ESPN are the kind of the big puppet masters here that are bringing this together. And if you want me to be honest, like again, you're bringing in brands, you, USC, UCLA. I mean, UCLA has got the basketball program that, that's up and going. USC is kind of mid-tier basketball, but their money program is is football. But the bad thing, and I agree with people that have said this, is first off, Larry Scott ran that conference under the ground. How they couldn't get a better mm-hmm. media deal. How they everything they did was just like someone goes, "This is exactly what you need to do," and then he just fucking did a one eighty and did a fucking polar opposite and fucked <laughs> that whole conference, you know. But I mean, they the USC is supposed to be the the golden gem of that conference. You know, they've won the most Rose Bowls in history by far, you know, because they dominate the West Coast. But no one gives a shit about the West Coast because, you know, USC as a team has failed to be one of those top-tier teams. Ohio State, they're in the conversation every year. Michigan's trying to be that, and they've they they, they they've kind of failed, but they, you know, they're at least somewhat upper-tier. Alabama, Georgia. Made the playoffs LSU last year. At times. Yeah. I mean, Alabama, Georgia, they've been up there. USC, you know the the last Pac-12 team to make the playoffs, Washington, Oregon. and they're not. The oh top wow, team. shit! Yeah, it's been Washington, and I I don't think anyone else in the Pac-12. I would have to look at the stats real quick, but I mean USC hasn't made the playoffs. They, Maybe they right. what they they've gotten the advantages of recruiting. USC is Texas. They've got the advantage of recruiting. They're the top tier brand. You play for USC because you want to be proud to be a Trojan. They have the tradition. And they haven't done anything with it. So now they've brought down their whole conference, and then they bolt in the middle of the fucking night after they've lowered the, the value of their conference. And maybe Lincoln Riley will turn the program around. Um, he'll have it, – it's you know, they're, they're joining in, what, 2024 it sounds like, so he'll have a full year before that to maybe turn the, turn the team around. But, yeah, it's – you're right. It seems like they just completely got destroyed. That, that will be a trivia question in about 10 to 15 years. Who is the only coach to coach in three different conference championships or something if he can make it to the Pac-12 championship this year and then somehow <laughs> eventually make it to the Big Ten, which, again, USC, they, they got the recruits. It's just I, – I, I mean, I think they got the swagger. I think they can start coming back. And and a lot of people are thinking, well, Lincoln had to have known about this. I, I don't think the timelines match up. I think he got there around January, and it sounds like these – these talks probably officially started around uh, like four to five months ago. So I think he was, I think it started right after. And it's probably, it was probably one of these because now we have Lincoln and we have a top tier football program. We feel good about basketball, you know, talking with UCLA. I I think it's, I think it's adapt or die for, for these conferences now. Because the the next thing we're going to talk about. So what the fuck does the the PAC 12 do? You know, you've lost your two blue bloods, really. I mean, who the guy left? Oregon, and Oregon's only they've got, they've got the Nike money at least. Yeah, I mean right. they've they've got they've got Oregon and they've got and they've got brand recognition on one team. Otherwise, I will be honest. When I was making this agenda, I had to go through the teams because I I had thirteen teams on there, and I was trying to figure out what what it is. Now this might be just admitting stupidity, but I didn't realize I had Stanford on there twice. But I can tell you. I, I should have been able to recognize immediately what teams were and weren't there. And it took me a couple of times because it's like, who, who the fuck cares about Pac-12 unless you're betting at 1130 at night and you're trying to make up on your losses for the evening. You're hoping yep. that Oregon yep. State Hawaii somehow hits the over, you know? It, it's, right. It's just I, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I guess for me, <clears throat> excuse me, initially with the Pac-12, 
I think the, they're they're going to go one of two ways, and I I don't think the first one, but you either have to bring in relevant schools that might not have the academics or that are on the way to to meet it. Because look at the Big Twelve last year. Honestly, the Big Twelve was supposed to be dead at this time last year with the two schools leaving, and mm-hmm. since we were, had the one year jump and jumped the gun, we're kind of in the driver's seat now. If we have a, a conference of twelve. We brought in, uh, you know, three G5 schools and an independent. Now we're kind of in the driver's seat because here's the Pac-12. You know, they don't know, are they going to bring in San Diego State, a Fresno State, a Boise State to kind of try and prop up the conference and say, hey, here's the new and revamped Pac-12. <coughs> Excuse me. Or do they try and, you know, consolidate or try and come over to a, a potential you know, lesser weakened uh, Big 12 after or uh, Oklahoma and Texas leave. And we just create a super conference with all known, you know, uh, power five conference teams. And maybe we're the first one to jump to 24 or 20. You know, I I mean, I don't really know where the uh, where the Pac-12 goes from here. Yeah. the, The only thing I can really think of is to try to do something with the Mountain West. Try to get a few of those teams, maybe. Um, but you're not looking at any big schools. I mean, you, you look at Boise State, who usually has a pretty successful team, and, and that's a brand that everybody's. Um, San yeah. Diego, you mentioned. Uh, you know, Colorado State, every once in a while, has an okay. I know they had a good, decent season this last season. Larry you State, but, there. But, but yeah, I mean, yeah, what what do they do? What are, what are really the, the good options for them? Well, yeah, and they're not going to attract like a Notre Dame or anything. So, especially without USC no. there, so there's no way that they're going to be coming over. Um, yeah, I'm not not 100 sure what you do as the Pac-12. Um, it just well, seems like. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say I don't think they're done getting gouged yet. To be honest. Right. Yeah, and I, I think yeah, I think the conference is just probably going to be done, and more teams are going to have to join the Mountain West. Like I, I think Mountain West will be the next. Power Five conference, I guess, uh, with Oregon, Oregon State, uh, Washington, yeah. Washington State, like having them join that area. I don't, I don't know what else you do. I mean, Utah was already there once, and they came over. I, you just have Hawaii join, jump in there. I'm not, I'm not 100 sure. I, we'll see. I could see with Oregon though, if that is the route, them going to like a Big 12 though, just because that's more, more kind of their play style, anyways. Big 12 type, mm-hmm. type football. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, plus exactly. you got a, big, we, we a bigger. A bigger brand than what the mountain mountain the super mountain west would be too right yeah and you know we were talking already about you know long trips from la to new jersey and shit what's the difference between that and Morgantown to eugene oregon i mean it's probably got to be about the same so yeah. um, but um i do have to log off guys uh we got stuff to do and i know we started late but i'm gonna have to get here so you guys keep nope, it you're good man keep it real all right see you joey yeah see have you, a fourth of july guys we'll see you later you yep, too no problem and say so. And say I, I really think that the probably and what I've seen realistically is from. I was hoping to get Joy's take on this, but you know they talked about when the Big Twelve was going under the with the AAU and uh, stuff. AAU schools were were huge, and the two schools that are there. There's a few AAU schools in the Pac-12, but Oregon and Washington are the big ones. And I think you know realistically those two brands, if if they're invited over the Big Ten. I don't say you've already got a crumbling conference. I think you, you jump ship at that point, you yeah. know, and join the next mega conference to compete with the SEC. Yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, the big 10 is, is it really, are they really looking to do a 20, a 20 team conference? I guess I haven't heard that before. 
I, I, I mean, at this point, I think we're kind of going to start doing mega conferences regional because I mean, th- this already puts them to 16 and from the mm-hmm. way it sounds is they're not done yet. So I've seen a lot and, and because people have to start getting creative to, to make all this realignment works uh, work. It, I think they might even, the, the, the way they'll look at it is a uh, five team pod. So like yeah. you would have the West coast, USC, UCLA, Say they bring in Oregon, uh, Oregon, um, Washington, and then whatever other team is out in the West Coast. If they let's say Colorado, let's just so they would have those five teams in one pod. Then they'd have another five teams: Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Nebraska, um, Illinois in the second pod. Northwestern, you know what I'm saying? So they'd have that yeah. 20 teams. I mean, you can make it work any way that you want. And with, with the money that's in college football, they're going to find a way to make it work, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, and so, um, uh, go ahead. Um, you know, you, you mentioned Notre Dame. You, you got to think at some point they're joining a conference. I mean, they they got some respect this last year, um, getting some votes. You, they were top 10. Uh, but you, you got to think that at some point they're going to be like, OK, we don't want anyone to question our strength of schedule. Let's join somebody. Let's let's get the money, the TV money. Let's, you know, all this other stuff, all these other advantages, I guess. Yep. I would say the, with the with Notre Dame, I think that is part of the one they want to bring in another market. And Big Ten wants to be a nationwide conference. You, you know, I think they they the the SEC the, they're not quite just all in the Southeast, but they get prime time at all times of the day exposure. Yeah. I think Big Ten's trying to do that. You have your 11 a.m. kicks off in, in Piscataway. You have your 9 p.m. Cut, uh, kickoffs in, in Los Angeles, and now all of a sudden you're able, you know. Big 10 all day, BB, you know? So yeah. I think that's some of it. I think that's Los Angeles market. I think you're bringing in brands. And I think as a also small, like a smaller, if there's a one and one, a, you bring in USC, UCLA for, for the West coast and you bring it in because Notre Dame, you, you know, you can keep your tradition of playing USC, you know, mm-hmm. Notre Dame. Do you want, do you want to be the one that gets stuck out? Cause from the rumors are going on, Oregon and Washington, they make the logical choice on the West Coast if we're going to have teams that that they'll invite. But they're on hold right now because they're waiting to make sure if Notre Dame wants to come. And I think Notre Dame, they really have to start looking at it because it was easy to be independent. You know, you can schedule anyone anywhere. But look at these playoffs and how they get shit on every year, some of it rightfully so. But because yeah. because it's like, why are you scheduling Eastern Michigan or why you play no or, or Navy every year? You know, you got to get into a legit conference, win a conference championship, get that extra that extra data point in order mm-hmm. to get you in the playoffs. And I think they really have to start looking at it now to join the Big Ten. Pre pre playoff era, they you know they they were able to get by <clears throat> with just their name, and so yeah. you know they they didn't have the terrible terribly tough schedule where you're beating up on your conf- you know, your conference rivals. And yeah, now with the playoff era, especially with only four teams being put into that playoff, um, they, yeah, they need to do something. And, and at this point now with these super conferences, with these, with these teams like Cincinnati joining the big 12 um, now USC, the PAC 12 never, I, I know Oregon had a couple teams in the, in the playoff, but the PAC 12 never really had a ton of playoff appearances. Yep. So at what point we've mentioned this before, I think I really think they have to go to an 18 playoff at some point with these super conferences. I, I just yep. think so. I, I agree with that as well. I, I was going to say, you must have really read your notes or we're just on the same page with the flow of this. Cause yeah, the next I, thing we're talk about with I, playoffs. 
I literally just woke up and I'm flying at the edge of my seat here. God damn, you're just a natural over there. <laughs> so, but I would say, I'll, and and with Notre Dame as well, their TV. So we're talking about timelines and TV deals and everything. Their TV deal ends in 2025. So I mean, they've only got a couple yeah. more years. They would if they would have to with NBC. I'm sure NBC would look to to restructure or find a way to make sure they work with ESPN and stuff. But mm-hmm. the ACC talking about how it, it, you know joining a conference there the, theirs doesn't end until 2036 and from the sounds of it they've got a pretty shitty uh t- tv contract so we've tied we've kind of talked about you know this was mainly usc ucla and the pac-12 getting poached i've heard rumors of the sec go you know with the acc and the in the bullshit deal they have it sounds like they're going to try and poach the big names from the acc too you know oh. they're, they're, they're talking clemson you know florida state miami North Carolina, Duke potentially, and because then I mean, the, the and you know th- this is just be, because conference alignment has made us all fucking crazy. Anything can happen now, you, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The SEC picks up Duke, so now they're the best at basketball. They already have the best football. They bring in uh, who was it? They they one of the team. Oh, uh, um, Wake Forest or whatever. It doesn't matter. You know, now they have the best basketball baseball sport. It's like they're literally just picking so they have all the men's sports, it seems like. So so question, and I'm, I'm really stupid on a lot of this stuff, so uh, so this is probably a stupid question, but are teams are able to, are they able to do split conferences, like be SEC for football, then ACC for basketball? No, they're not a dumb question, and that was going to kind of be at the end I was going to talk about, but I mean, I, I think that is where this goes, because Joey talked about you know, how do you make the travel arrangements? You know, because in football, it makes sense. Once a week, Los Angeles Piscataway is going to be the largest example. You go out there one week, and then you come back. You know, mm-hmm. and then, oh, the next week, maybe you go to Columbus and back, and then you're in, in Los Angeles. You know, so they can make it work with football, but what about even men's basketball? That's another revenue sport. Well, that's such or, a longer schedule, too. Yeah, and, and more games, exactly. So, so and they, and the Big Ten, the Big Ten assured a uh, uh, big t- uh, the uh, UCLA and USC, and 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 you have to. They would say if you you know if you have the long trip out to the East Coast, they will make it so you probably just have a, a week or two of road games, and you have you know because again it, the these kids as well, you can't as much as they're professionals with NIL and they are, they are still students, you know, it sounds like they have yeah. to bring tutors and you're almost bringing the classroom to them when they're on the road. than you are, you know, the opposite where it's like, I'll just get caught up. They, they're going to miss too much time. So yeah. I think when, when USC and UCLA and basketball, when they go on a, on a trip, they're going to have to do three games out, but going back to your point of like split conferences, that's exactly what uh, like wrestling and some of these, you know, not profit sports are doing. You know, the Big 12 in in the uh, wrestling, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Iowa, or I'm sorry, Iowa, Iowa State, and you have a bunch of Big 12 teams, but then you have Boise State in there. You have all these okay. kind of like whack teams that come in as well. So I, I think that's the path we're going. You're going to have money sport football be one conference, maybe even men's basketball and women's basketball. And then everything else, it would make more sense for the non-sports to just be regionalized, to be honest, you know. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think, you know, you, you look at the ACC, Clemson, you know, they're – maybe they can succeed in SEC for both and get that the SEC money. But you look at, like, Duke, for them, you know, it might make sense to go to the SEC for football, but they're mm-hmm. they're the face of the ACC for basketball. I, I, you know, you leave the ACC and go to the SEC, and now you're playing Alabama and and um, yeah. 
Auburn, all, all these super, super awesome basketball teams. And I don't think you want to, I don't think they want to have to do that during the basketball season, especially now with coach K being gone, who knows what they'll be like as a, as a basketball team. Well, and that might just be where if their brand starts dipping a little bit and they get the invite adapt or die, you got to jump in to the sec, you know? And that's, that's kind of what I, you know, with Notre Dame too, let's, let's see how this new coaching staff does after a couple of years. Cause I mean, Brian Kelly had his faults, but he was always successful with that team. He always put a decent product out there. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's see what this new, what the new coaching staff for them, you know, are, is their brand going to be worth a lot if they have a couple losing seasons now? Yeah. I think, I think Notre Dame would be fine. Duke, you might start to lose that because, because everyone's looking for the downfall of Duke. You know, they want, yeah. they want to see them lose finally in the first time in 42 years. But, you know, I, I just think, you know, if it's safe, Duke went to the SEC and we'll move off this because now we're just going down crazy tangents. But I mean, like, <laughs> if, if Duke would join the SEC, hey, do you, do you want to, you want to fast track to have every team watch you, even if we're not the best football team? Everyone's going to be watching you, and you have the ability to get a Duke education and a fast track to the NFL. Now, all of a sudden, that sounds a little bit better. If if you have a, uh, you know, if you have the 4.0 and you're a four star athlete, you're going, yeah. Why wouldn't? At worst case, I'm falling back on Duke education. At best, I'm still fast track to the NFL with yeah. all the eyes watching me. But. Yeah, because there's a, there's not a lot of Monday night football, Thursday night football, Sunday night football games where you have I'm so and so from Duke University coming out. You know, true. Yeah. True, but I would say even you know to round out the this crazy you know uh, scenario that we're talking about, you know having these mega conferences and everyone you know is joining everyone. I think that's going to hurt the small. You know, it's going to be a Big Ten and SEC playoff is how it's going to turn down because you're going to go, yeah. well, everyone plays everyone. How are you know how can we not be the logical choice because our only loss was Bama, our only loss was. Ohio State, when you have a Big 12, you know, Big 12, ACC, Pac-12 hybrids in there, you know, that might be there. Well, look at Baylor and Oklahoma State. That was one play away from causing a whole clusterfuck in that yeah. in that playoffs with Cincinnati, you know, where Oklahoma's Oklahoma State's only loss was a uh, oh, fuck. I can't remember. They But they would have had one loss, the Big, the big 10 or a Big 12 champion. And then you have a, you know. That, that this is this is what's taking away what's great about uh, college football. We had the the Cincinnati two year story where they go twelve and one, and we go, well, you lost one game, so you don't you, you don't get to come back. They build that criteria. Now they go thirteen and zero, and they dominate everyone. And they're going, fuck, we can't, you know. And enough people lost as well, but they, yeah. you know, you don't get that special moment of Cincinnati getting their shit pushed in by Bama in the playoffs. But if you have an extended playoff, you know, maybe. <clears throat> Well, maybe a Cincinnati at four plays an Oklahoma State at five. Now that's an interesting matchup before you get your shit pushed in by Bam or Georgia. You know, I mean, I just think yep. if you don't expand it, SEC and Big Ten are going to go. Are they're they're just going to first off they're going to push off no auto bid. They're not going to want auto bids at that point, and then they're going to you know they're just going to dominate it because you can always make the argument we play the toughest opponents we should be in the playoffs or they might even just make their own separate playoff system. And the funny thing is when you mentioned this to some of the, you know, some of the higher coaches that don't want it, they act like you're trying to, you're, you're asking them to do a round Robin tournament where you're asking for one more round of playoffs. That's all it is. It'd be one more game. And I understand yeah. that's, you know, that's still 60 minutes where you could potentially lose a player from injuries or something. But you know, we're not asking you guys to play every single team in the playoff group. We're just saying, hey, you know, we've got you got hundreds of, uh, you know, hundred and some schools in the NCAA. 
Mm-hmm. Make it eight teams. Like make give it a yeah. fair a fair fight because yeah, the country's tired of seeing every playoff game being Alabama, um, Clemson. You know, it, it's until, just until they start losing money. I don't think I, the sad thing is I think we're stuck with the four. We're at least stuck until <clears> four until twenty five. But you know the the bet and and I know a lot of people say what are the teams that have the rosters that can compete for a national championship now? It's Bama, Georgia. Uh, Ohio State right now, and then you have your next tier, which probably LSU, you know, Clemson. You you got your your next tier, but everyone acts like, well, if it's not one of those three, you, you know, they, they don't have a chance of winning that. It's like, so then why does everyone else play the game? You know, yeah. if you're just going to anoint those three at the beginning of the year, just fucking have them go nine and three, but then just have the playoffs of those. I mean, they can make it a blue a, a blue blood. You know, that would kind of actually be interesting. You know, if it, you know, a blue blood tournament at the end of the year, Ohio, you know, Ohio State, Clemson, LSU. But that's what this is going to turn into. It's just going to be the, the the brand classic rather than, hey, this team is undefeated. You know, so yeah. I'm trying I, to think who the top eight were this year. I'm going to pull it up here. And say, while you're looking it up, I can keep on rambling. But I mean, th- th- that's just where we're at with it. And I just have a bad feeling where if, if things do keep expanding with the Big Ten and SEC, and again, I this is now a business. I can't blame them for go, getting aggressive, going above and beyond, bringing in these brands, bringing in that media money. But I just know the 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 now the small the small fries, the Big Twelve, ACC, you know, even a couple of the independents, you know, we're going to get stuck out every year, and and, and just gonna. I just have a bad feeling it's going to ruin college sports unless they start expanding that playoff. Yeah. So, yeah, you had the top eight. You had Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, Cincinnati, Baylor, Oklahoma State, or Oklahoma, or Ohio State, Oklahoma State, Notre Dame. So, yeah, I would have, you know, I would have watched a a Georgia versus Notre Dame and Alabama versus Oklahoma State. I mean, I I would enjoy that instead of seeing Bama, Michigan, Georgia, Cincinnati, you know, you've got two, two of the top four are the teams you always see. And we're acting like it would be a bad product if we had an underdog win the championship. The the, mm-hmm. the, the southeast part of the country would hate it. But if Oklahoma State won a national championship, cool, Big 12 championship. You know me, rah, rah, Homer, Brian all day. You know, but if you go to – if you uh, – you know, it, we're just acting like it would be – it's bad for the sport to have four more games that's going to make ESPN money. And we're yep. going to see different matchups too. But Like um, I said, it, it's one more week. You're not doing a round robin of eight teams. It's, yeah, we're we're acting like we don't have a month off, you know, and bowl games in between. But and, and how often do you see like an SEC versus Big Twelve? You don't see that a lot. So just mm-hmm. you know, let, we would have had Alabama versus Oklahoma State. That would have been a fun matchup. I mean, yeah. Alabama probably would have killed Oklahoma State, but Oklahoma yeah. State had a lot of athleticism that Alabama may not have seen. So Oklahoma you know, State had that elite defense, but they they have an athlete, a quarterback with um. Uh, Spencer and he just couldn't throw the ball. You know, yeah. he was not that great of a quarterback yet. So yeah, it might have been ten to zero, but you you would have gone you would have gone all of a sudden. Shit, maybe the Big Twelve. You know, they're competing with Bama. That that's the mm-hmm. epitome of college football. Like it, like it or leave it. You know, they they are the top. So if we could compete, and that's then all that, sudden, go ahead. That's a, a lot of non Big Twelve fans. A lot of the things that I hear are, you know, the Big Twelve doesn't have defense. They don't know how to play defense against these schools. Ago, like, yeah. then, then let then let them prove it. You know, you're not. Mm-hmm you're not really letting them prove it because you're not letting the big 12 or the pac 12 in the, the top four teams, basically. Mm-hmm. 
it's that's just a and, and you heard me you get you get me and Trent riled up you know whenever we're talking about or we always get riled up when we get to uh, Big Twelve and defending them but you know like I mean yeah I mean that was a take ten years ago now now it's kind of shifted we're we're a little bit more defensive and not as good offensively because we've had to adapt to to teams that would just take advantage of it but I, it just it feels like a scenario where where it was like. Hey, remember when the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors were were thirteen and zero with Colt Brennan, and then they get, they sicked them to the dogs with the with Georgia, you know the number whatever six team that year they get the absolutely just trounced and they go see this is why we don't invite these teams. It's like it's because you put them against a fucking meat grinder, you know. Yeah. But. Well, and and I'm thinking back, you know, <clears throat> during the first couple of years of the playoffs when LSU or uh, TCU had such strong teams, um, with with Trevon Boykin and, and Josh Dotson being the the two big names, yeah, they would put up <clears throat> seventy or eighty points a game, but they also would only allow opponents like twenty points. So, mm-hmm. and yet they weren't and they weren't included in the playoff because I think they lost one game to Baylor, and Baylor at that point yeah. too was an absolute beast, and so. Yeah, you know, that, that one there, that I was pretty sour about that one. And I guess I still kind of am as I'm mentioning it here today. But how, 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 uh, you know, how, how can you not let a TCU type team that was just that powerful even get a shot at it? Well, that one specifically, and that's what caused the whole, uh, the whole, uh, I guess, snowball effect was they had lost 61 to 58, uh, Baylor TCU, one, either one way or another. It doesn't matter because they both at yeah. the end of the year, we're co-champions 12 and one, but we didn't have a conference championship game. So that's where Saban came out and goes, how can you be in the playoffs if you can't win your conference championship game? Then all of a sudden we create a conference championship game round Robin. And then Bama a couple years later, didn't make their conference championship and goes, I think it's the best teams. You, you know, yeah. I can't blame Saban for flipping around, you know, his opinion, but that's where all of this kind of started was, you know, they're going, you know, and that's probably a big example as well. People remember, well, remember TCU, they were so great. They, they, they lost 61 to 58 because of no defense. It's like, cause you're also playing one of the most elite offenses that year yeah. with Baylor, you know? So. Yeah. Those were easily the two best offenses in, in college football that year. Yeah, and I believe if I remember correctly, I'll have to look it up, but they just fucking trounced in, in the in the bowl games. It, it like wasn't even fun to watch because it was like, oh, they're up uh, 42 to, you know, 14 at halftime because they because no one is going to stop this offense. So. I'm, I'm trying to think who it was. It, was, it might have been Iowa State. I can't remember for sure, but TCU scored so many touchdowns in a game that they ran out of fireworks. <laughs> yeah, the old Chiefs. It, it was. It was. I was. I was at a wedding that day, and I remember like looking at my phone and it, or uh, turning on the TV, and I was like, 49 zero at halftime." Okay, good. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not watching. That <laughs> so, and and the, it, I mean, it was fun to watch as a TCU fan. It was. It was a blast. But yeah, I mean, oh, I'm and, sure, yeah. at the end of the year, you feel like somebody shoved something up your ass because it's like, okay, there's oh. this amazing season and and nothing. That, Just that's nothing. another wrinkle to it. TCU's final game of the year because again that they had, I think they had just lost to Baylor so they had their one loss and they had to put the style points to you know kind of get up there they beat mm-hmm. the fuck out of Iowa State 52-0 and they and they moved down to because they were number four at that point yeah beat a team 52-0 and went down two spots in the rankings and, yeah. and got pushed out of the playoffs yeah so and, you yeah. know and 
I remember them playing like the Patrick Mahomes, Texas tech teams too, where it would come down to last minute where again, it'd be, those would be high scoring games too, but you'd look back and it's like, well, makes sense. Patrick Mahomes. It makes a lot of sense. And so, you know, I guess they had a couple bad defensive games, but for the most part, they only allowed like 20 points a game. They, they, Gary, Gary Patterson had pretty good defenses under his belt. Yeah. Nope, he, he absolutely did. And I would say a good, good enough where out of nowhere he was actually able to get them to a couple Rose Bowls as well, or at least the one versus yeah. Wisconsin here. But yeah. now t- trying to bring it back to the, the subject I actually had before we wrap it up here, you know, the, the, with the Pac-12 merger and everything, you're losing USC with 25 wins in the Rose Bowl. You, UCLA with seven. I mean, they got 32 of them. And now all of a sudden the Big Ten and Pac-12 might be combining forces. I mean, what the hell does this do to the Rose Bowl? I, I mean, they, 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 it's the granddaddy of them all. And now yeah. all of a sudden, you know, have they, these schools, they're not focused on like, hey, we have to play very well because we're going to get to the Rose Bowl this year. You're talking about we have to play very well because we're going to the playoffs this year. Yeah, like, I don't think anyone gives a shit about the Rose Bowl anymore. <clears throat> I, I'll be honest with you, I don't. Like I, I never really have, to be honest, I guess, you know, you got, you got a parade and you've got an old stadium that they play in, but I, I don't know. I think, I think you got to be a big 10 or pac 12 to really, to truly appreciate it. I mean, I can appreciate yeah. it's in the Coliseum and you know, the majesty of the game, but like as a big 12 fan, I, you know, it's not like appointment television. If it's two good teams I'll watch, but if it's boring mm-hmm. matchup, who the fuck cares? You yeah. know? So I know they've kind of held up the playoffs and like when the, when the uh, dates that games are supposed to be played too. So I think with losing one of their major powers on the West Coast going to the Big Ten, Big Ten, I think they're going to start losing their a little bit. I think it's still going to be one of the New York Six, but I think they're they're not going. I don't think the playoff committee is going to listen to them unless it expands. Going with oh we're going to play around you, we're we're going to do yeah. things around you. <clears throat> they're just going yeah. to. And that's yeah, that one's always dedicated Pac-12, Big Ten, right? Yep. Unless yeah, if, I would say unless it was B, uh, B, B, uh, BCS and they had to send someone or in the playoffs, their Big Ten, uh, their Big Ten matchup would go to the playoffs. Then they occasionally had like TCU that that or no, they had TCU Wisconsin because the Pac-12 had uh, <laughs> the Pac-12 had their their um, participant out. And yes, Trent, my, my favorite Rose Bowl memory was hearing Iowa fans all that year talk about how great they were. And then uh, Christian McCaffrey ru- rip off a 75-yard run on the first play of the game. That that was just like the, the riding high of a roller coaster. And then it just went downhill, but there was no fun screaming and everyone was happy. It was just uh, – it was kind of silent after that. So that uh, – uh... The, the for me like with that mo- that type of moment for me was when K State was so good um, mm-hmm. with Colin Klein or Calvin Klein whatever his name is, and then it was just all that was when I, yeah, that was that was when I lived in Kansas and I and I I I love. Uh, I love K-State fans. I know you you feel different, Brian, but all the K-State fans I've met have always been super, super nice to me. But yeah, it was no one is ever going to beat K-State. K-State's the greatest thing on the planet, and they go against Oregon and just get fucking hammered. Yeah. Just- See, that he, he was such an odd – I mean, and that's the the fun thing about college sports because I'm, I'm not sure if, if, you, if uh, Trent had introduced him, but like – George Niang, how slow he was in his speed. He shouldn't have been good, but mm-hmm. you, he call and climbs it, and all of a sudden he can do his spin moves, and he's just <laughs> – I, I don't know how to describe it. It's like that guy should be playing at the YMCA. 
but he's somehow frustrating watching him because he had success doing things that he shouldn't have had success with. Yeah. The exact same thing with Colin Klein. And you're, and you're just like, you're watching his fan. You're going, how the fuck is this guy beating us? You know, he's, Mm -hmm. it's not like, remember Pat White and Steve Slayton back in the day. Makes sense. They're super fast. We can't compete, but it's just like, he, he was just a winner. Colin Klein, as much as I hate it, he, he was just a winner, you know, and, and <clears throat> it was, it's more, I, I did, you know, ever since football season stopped, I don't see Kansas state fans on my Twitter as much. And I don't really mind them now. Now in a couple months yeah. when football starts, I will despise <laughs> them when they start talking shit again. But, uh, Colin yeah. Klein is poor man's Tim Tebow. Up there. <laughs> That's kind I, of what I was going to say, actually. Yeah. I, I think that's a dirt poor Tim Tebow for right. sure. But, but it was it was just so funny because we, we even had a buddy that went to to the to the um game of Oregon versus K State and he's just like, dude, Oregon just has speed. Oregon has you can't even tell on TV how much speed these guys have. It just it's incredible. And yeah, yeah. there was just never a chance K State was ever going to compete with them. But and that's part of fandom. I mean, you know, if LSU has a good season this year under BK. I'll, I'll be the same way. Like nobody's beating these guys. We're going to be dancing the night away after we win our games. Basically we'll be, we'll be, I'll I'll be recording TikToks for, for the pod when, when, you know, with LSU being awesome. You'll do that. You'll be doing the manning. I think that's what you'll be doing. I'll I'll have my wife standing behind me and we're just going to have a camera going around us and yeah, we'll be just doing so much. I just (laughs) want to make sure we have Trent's comment here for the end I would say so. Well, and again, I do appreciate you uh, logging in. I didn't want to make this too long of here, but I would say when you have big college football news, and I just fucking love college football, we got to talk about it. But I mean, any uh, any final thoughts that you had on on merger <clears throat> and everything else? I personally, I don't think it's done yet. I think the Big Ten tries to take the the other brand. I think at least Oregon or in Washington out of Pac twelve. And I think the big the big fish that they got hooked first is Notre Dame. If they do that, they can take whoever they want, and now they've got the first mega conference. SEC yep. can have eighteen divisions, but they'll have the first mega conference 20, 20 teams. So, um, which which one came first? It was Texas and Oklahoma going first before Cincinnati and the others went to Big Twelve, right? Oh yeah, yep. Yeah. That that's what yeah. spurred the move for them to get in. So so yeah, I feel like that was just the beginning. Yeah, we're you know there's going to be a lot of changes among the Big Ten. The S I don't think the SEC is done. Um, yep, I agree. The, the Pac-12 is definitely falling. I I don't know what they'll what they'll do, but if if they can keep Oregon, that's that's going to be their main money maker. If they can keep Oregon and Nike in their in their conference, then then that's a win. But that's I think it's going to take a lot for that. <clears throat> I personally think just because the Pac-12 has been so fucking mismanaged, you got USC, UCLA to Big Ten. I think Oregon, Washington joined the Big Ten as well. I think if if the if the in the Big Twelve, we didn't even talk about how the Big Twelve has a new uh, commissioner that came from like Rock Nation. He's represented all these celebrities. If if you're going to show aggression or be a smart commissioner after you saw what fucking Bowlesby did just did here and shit the bed with letting your two brands leave, I think you get aggressive and you go after Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and you try and bring Colorado back. And and they're not the biggest brands, but I think then you have a 16 team, somewhat geographically makes sense, you know, roster. And I think you, you got. Adapt or die. You got to start get to getting to the mega conference status. You yeah. know, on, if you want me to be very honest, 
I would be completely fine if we could almost do it <laughs> like a, you know, like NFL just trading team or trading athletes. I hope the Big 12 trades West Virginia for. I, I like playing West Virginia. Geographically, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. If we could bring someone in from the ACC that's closer, like Bill <laughs> or whatever, I know it wouldn't it wouldn't happen. But that would, it would just you know I I've, I'm just getting stuck in the mindset of geographically makes more sense, but. At, at some point, it's all just going to combine, and we're going to have Conference America, and just have divisions like in the NFL. Yeah, a- AFC and NFC. I know that's where it's heading so far, but I don't know. I, I think if you're if you're the Big Twelve, you get aggressive, get those four teams, and I think the Pac-12 dissolves. I, I unfortunately, I think like I've heard a lot of legitimate concerns about Cal football because Stanford, you know, Stanford and Cal, they they have their prestige academically. You know, Stanford's had a, a little football success, but I mean, I think you either go to the Mountain Mountain West or the the school's done, uh, the, the football program's done because, yeah. well, I mean, what what are we? Uh, I mean, they, they just geographically, it makes sense. Where are you going to bring in Hawaii? Uh, I mean, I don't think you have enough teams that could, you're going to bring in. You're going to have no. to consolidate. Either the, like, I would be kind of excited if they just completely cons- consolidated with the, the Big 12, and now we just have a 2014 mega conference immediately that's all established, you know, big or, or uh, power five teams. And now maybe a TV deal can come along where, you know, Big 12 is already ESPN owned. You think ESPN wouldn't be uh, happy with being able to poach the, the Pac 12 and be able to have coast to coast full time, you know, full timelines? I mean, they. Yeah. I, I think I think it would make sense, but that's why I'm sitting here doing this pod for free for the love of the game, you know. <laughs> that's exactly right. No, I you know, and and who knows, maybe they'll get inventive and figure out a way to save the conference. So I mean, just a couple okay. years back, people were saying the same thing about the Big Twelve. So who knows? They might be able to pull a rabbit out of their hat. But yeah, I, I, it's better being on this side of it, Ryan. I can tell you, I've been loving like, hey, we should poach them rather than like. Uh, yeah. No, I know we're not going to die this year. Maybe. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, maybe they'll be inventive. There's there's just so much money out on the West Coast that they they can probably f- try to figure something out. But from the outside looking in, it, it doesn't look good. Yeah. So, well, I don't know. Maybe we'll, during our hiatus, maybe we'll have another show where, where more shit happens. I can almost guarantee, like you said, we finally established, you know what, we're just going to take a break, everything. And now we've had two <laughs> pods this week. We're going to have a couple next week. It just ha- it's just like when we say we're going to start at 8.30 and then my computer does a full fucking restart <laughs> and we start at 8.45. That's the type of shit that happens on this pod. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I love that. Okay, we're going to do this one on uh, you know Monday night for Wednesday, um, mm-hmm. and then you won't hear from us for like a month or two. And then, oh, wait, never mind. We're going to do combat on Thursday. Oh, oh, you know what? Let's just do it. <laughs> no, I, I love it. I, I, I'm i glad we did this, especially yeah. since I missed out on, and, on Thursday. And we could just so. focus on college football, too. So then when we come back, we can talk about golf and, and everything else. But, no, but this yeah. one has definitely been fun. And, again, I do appreciate everyone uh, logging in. If you if you did, Trent, thank you for commenting. You know, and hopefully if you, you watch or listen to this later, you know, you can get a kick out of it and just kind of get a feel for, some, you know, some other people's thoughts if you haven't been talking to it. But, um, if you're uh, if you're not looking if you're not watching live, uh, the socials I would say for Instagram and uh, Twitter is going to be at Heartland Pulse, um, and then Facebook and Twitter where we're going to start posting. I think more of our uh, excuse me, we're going to start posting more of these live shows on Facebook so we can uh, start reaching out to you more. But Ryan, you got anything else before we wrap it up? Nope, I don't have a whole lot. Perfect. River's trying to make an appearance there. It's, well, it wouldn't be a, a Pulse of Heartland pod if River didn't make an appearance. So. <laughs> yep, yep. But all right, man. Well, I appreciate you tuning or uh, joining me, and I appreciate everyone for joining in.
Yep, happy to 